The other guy seems like he was just like, look, I'm just a seasonal temp here. I really don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm an Uber driver for, for the Empire. Welcome to episode 140. This episode of 2 we talk about Disney dropping it like it's hot. Hope for Grogu. And Anton and I take a vacation. I'm Al Flores. Yeah, man, time's long. Right. Okay. Uh, can you get closer to the mic? Uh, maybe can you a hear me bit, from here? Or can you hear me from here? You're editing. I probably sound so. a lot better when I'm over here. <laughs> probably, but then all we can see is your is your ear on camera. Yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> all right, let's do a little house cleaning. So we usually take a couple weeks off for the holidays uh, mm-hmm. because this is time for family, and also we don't want to record that much. Um, so we'll be coming back. Uh, I don't know the 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 tenth. Yeah. Okay. The the tenth of January. Of January. Yeah. Wow, uh, I'm trying to think. Long, I'm like I'm gonna be gone that's until a long vacation. It is because I'll but it's because New Year lands on a Friday and I'm gonna be out of town on the third. So <laughs> we can't record on the third. So where are you going? Uh, I what it's called. Uh, Arizona. S- no. Uh, <laughs> Sil- Sylvain. Uh, oh. No, that's racist. Sylvain. Oh, it was. <laughs> It's like a little Dutch town in Santa Monica or Santa Barbara. I forgot what it was. Santa Barbara. Oh, Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa that Barbara. makes more sense. I was like, Santa Monica is like right there. Well, it's a city. It's not really a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a vacation. It's down the... <laughs> Yeah, not down the street, but like down the freeway. Yeah, no. Have you ever heard of something? Mm-mm. So if you look at, if you Google it, there's gonna be a, like a pictures. It it looks like a little piece of uh, a northern European town. Like it's all like okay. it's all like Dutch architect architecture, food. Um, there's like winery there and stuff like that. So Martha and I are doing a little little uh, New Year's getaway. So it's kind of, I, I guess it's kind of in between like. Um, uh, it's like a little bit north, and yeah, then a little bit more inland. Yeah, yeah, it's like that, okay. like the start of like that forest area by Oxnard around there. Uh, okay, ooh. that sounds pretty cool. Maybe so is it like an all inclusive type of thing, or is it a package deal that you guys are doing? Or no, we're just we're just gonna do an uh, Airbnb, and then mm-hmm. uh, we're just gonna. Luckily, there's like an Airbnb like right in the center of like downtown. Um, mm-hmm. They usually do like outdoor markets and stuff like that. So we'll just kind of be. You know, a little venturing, a little food tasting. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What just are you going to be doing? for a couple of days or, or how, how long are you guys doing that for? Uh, Yeah, just for New Year's. Just for a couple of days. Mm. Yeah. Any that plans for you? Cool. Mm, it's just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we can plan something, but, you know, with the kid and with COVID, we can't really go anywhere. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, I wish I can do so much more. Um, may, <clears throat> Let's say there's no COVID. I'll probably be taking my kid to like... um. You know, see Santa or something like that. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, th- this must be extra hard for you and Julie because you guys are so used to even doing just like random like drives or trips. Yeah, you know, um, we we try to look up on Eventbrite and just like see what's going on in the local area. Yeah, um, and you know, there's a couple of drive-through stuff, but uh, some of them got canceled. Like we we had one this past weekend that mm-hmm. we wanted to go to. Um, that one had like a ballerina. They had like a, oh, a do like pianist. a nutcracker thing. Yeah, kind of like they're they're doing like outdoor where you just drive through this uh, area and they mm-hmm. have everything like you know set up with like artists and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and there was a like Santa and stuff like that. Um, like 
an elf workshop. Okay. But all that got canceled because it was raining and they didn't want their performers to get injured or anything like that. Yeah, and it's, it's they a don't hazard. Want to be liable for it. Yep. So they canceled that. Uh, the funny thing is that day there was no rain. <laughs> It looked like it was going to rain, well, but there was no rain. That That's the part you had to deal with in Florida is the weather mm-hmm. changes so damn fast. Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I think it's, I think when I went to Disney World one time, it was both super humid in the morning, rained mm-hmm. hard, and then in the afternoon, it was overcast, but still hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so hard to predict here. Uh, even the the super Doppler, you know, which predicts the, the weather uh, that's in the area, it's not even accurate. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Just, it, it you, has, you never know. Yeah, the, the the wind and everything changes it so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now that you mentioned the whole event stuff, uh, <laughs> I was I was gonna go do a Pokemon raid by Westminster Mall, mm-hmm. and as I'm churning, I see like the crowd because uh, do you remember the where where Sears or not Sears? Hey, was Sears, Sears Tire Center was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so now that's a COVID testing site. Um, and, I, and I saw a line of cars. I was like, okay, line of cars. Wait, what's over here? And I'm driving by DSW. They're doing a freaking uh, uh, drive-in movie experience there. But the funny <laughs> thing is, I had no idea this is happening. Like, I saw no advertising for it. Nothing. Uh-huh. You know how they have, like, that giant billboard by the freeway that changes nothing advertised there from what I saw. Uh, the, that's the weird. T- Two weeks prior to that, I guess they were doing like a drive-through food truck event or food event or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I saw them setting it up. I never saw it actually active. Um, <laughs> it's it's so weird. Like they're trying so many things, but I think their advertising is crap. Like I I live within a within a mile of that of the mall, and, and you never really never heard never anything heard about it. it. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, so speaking of the holidays, uh, Christmas shopping. Okay. Christmas so, shopping. So I sent you something. Well, sent you, Julie, and Elias something. Uh, let me just pull it up right now. I, I got a bit annoyed because originally each one was going to be delivered uh, two days apart from each other. Uh, but I think they combined two of them. So let me just double check. So uh, Julie and Elias will be getting their gift tomorrow. Okay. Your gift arrives on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, so I, you want to just reveal it since we're not going to really be recording? Okay, sure. No problem. Let's Let's go ahead and reveal it. All right. So for you, I got one. Well, let's start with Elias. Elias, I got him uh, the kids' uh, Mandalorian book. Oh, nice! It's like for That's all really ages. Cool. Those, yeah. uh, what's it called? Golden, Golden Crown, or what was it called? That 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 publishing company. Uh, yeah, go, uh, uh, little Golden gold. Book. Little Golden Book. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one of those. For you, I for got the, I got the adult version of that, which is <laughs> oh no, not the adult version. Well, I mean. No. So, is it rated R? <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so it's another book, but this is called 40 Stories Celebrating 40 Years of Star Wars from a Certain Point of View. So it's Ooh. it's kind of like short stories uh, being told from, I think this is supposed to be for A New Hope, of different mm-hmm. characters there, uh, to each telling the story from their own point of view. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this would be like a nice little like rich uh, enrichment of the Star Wars universe for you. I did hear something about that where... Um they're trying to it's kind of like um like getting a different perspective of uh, a different character or um from like you know you you don't always you always see like the good guys you don't see the bad bad guys Mm -hmm. type of thing yeah yeah they're doing doing several series i have that one so Mm stars from a certain point of view and i think that's supposed to be like a new hope 
They also do mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. uh, which I think uh, the latest, the last episode of The Mandalorian touches on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a certain way. Uh, so yeah, hopefully when you when you get it, let me know what you think about it. Kind of curious. I ha- I've had it on mm-hmm. my shopping list uh, for a couple for a couple weeks now, and then mm-hmm. as I was trying to think of what to get you, I was like, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did you get for Julie? Oh, for Julie, uh, I just got her some some comfy slippers. I figured as mm-hmm. a mom, she needs something comfortable and something she could put on really quickly. Just Dude, that's something. exactly what she wants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's been talking about it, too. She's like, oh, yeah, like uh, two Christmases ago, uh, I got this uh, slippers from uh, um, her cousin Joanne. And then um, she's a Twitch streamer, by the way. Uh, uh. Princess Joanne. You should check it out. She plays a lot of uh, Apex and uh, oh, a couple other games, too. Yeah, yeah, hardcore. It's kind of cool. Uh, she, yeah. So Joanne got um, Julie some uh, slippers that were really comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's a, it looks like a bunny, uh, pink bunny. Okay. And yeah, she's been wearing it around the house uh, ever since. So, so yeah, I, I think she kind of wants a new one. So the one, so the ones I sent her are not a bunny, but they are fuzzy. So hopefully she likes them. Cool. She's gonna love them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, what I got you, uh, I thought it was going to come out in December, but it turns out it comes out the first week of January. Uh, it is a Star Wars book. Uh, I All don't right. know if you pre-ordered it or anything. You can I tell have me not. If you know. Okay, but you know what it is, right? No, I was, I'm just saying because I, I haven't pre-ordered any Star Wars books, so. Okay, cool. It is uh, The High Republic. Oh! We talked about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the funny yeah, thing yeah. is there's... What was it? I think I saw. I think I saw some post on Instagram, like the art from the High Republic or whatever. Yeah, it's that. It's that same artwork uh-huh. for the cover. It's a hard uh, cover book, and uh, it takes place during the time of. Um, I think we talked about on the show like 200 years before yeah. uh the the republic that we know, the people that are on Coruscant. Right. The, the high the high yeah. point of the of the Jedi Order, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a high point of the Jedi Order. They're, you know, spanning across the galaxy. There's so many of them on different missions, protecting, mm-hmm. you know, different uh, uh, things in the galaxy. So it's kind of exciting to to see, like, really rich uh, Jedi stuff because we've been, you know, kind of out of the loop with all of these movies and uh, TV shows that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we haven't really got a, a glimpse, a, a taste of, you know, what's out there. Yeah. Um, with all these Jedis doing their own missions and everything. Because, I mean, during the Clone Wars, we get to see uh, a couple of uh, um, uh, series that really dive deep into missions that they go on. Yeah. But it's kind of uh, very well, vague. Well, not, mm-hmm. not not just that, but uh, I think it was in... Um, oh, crap. What was it? Um, oh, my God. The one, the one with, uh, with Ezra. Ezra uh, Rebels. Oh, uh, Rebels, yeah. Yeah, even in Rebels, when, when Yoda makes a cameo, he makes a note that uh, that that war consumed the Jedi. The Jedi that were supposed to be so passive and, and mm-hmm. protectors of, of, of people and light and the lights and the light side of the force were were soldiers. They were generals. Like that's yeah. not what the Jedi Order was intended to be, and that's what they became during the Clone War era. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the first time we saw them was really right before the Clone War started and during the Clone Wars that and then after that they fell. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, uh, a lot of the Jedis were kind of spread across the galaxy and, you know, reporting back to uh, Coruscant and, uh, you know, people in in, in the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, in the more recent series, all the Jedis have to, like, you know, um, bunch up together trying to fight the war. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting to go back and see how everything was and what the Jedi you know, order was, was intended a, to do. Yeah, there was an order. Yeah. Everything was, you know, at peace. You know, I guess it was the best of times during that yeah. time. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see what's going to happen in that time with this book coming out. So uh, I think it's going to be January 5th. So expect your book to come around that time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really hope they touch on the Guardians a little bit because that's something that that we've gotten teased about. Um, we really just saw them in a couple episodes in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Never really touched on again, at least not maybe in books. But I haven't read I haven't read about them in books. Um, and then the last piece of Guardians uh, uh, memorabilia that we saw was um, in uh, the I forgot what's it called Rise of, was it Rise of Skywalker? What was the last Star Wars movie? I can't, I can't remember the title. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of, yeah, uh, with uh, with Ray and her golden lightsaber. Which only the guardians mm-hmm. have those have the yellow lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I'm excited, dude. Thank you. That I, that will be read. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm. <laughs> the funny thing is, my goal is to finish um, the Witcher, uh, the the last wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the last wish. Uh, by the end of the year, uh, I'm like halfway through it now. I'm con- now that I finished. Um, my other my other book, uh, Ready Player Two. I, I want to get back to the Witcher. Yeah. So, so how do you like The Witcher so far? Because I, I know you. So I really. First, so I really you, think. You, you, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. That's all right. All right. So, so I really think you need to read it. Uh, at least mm-hmm. the last wish, um, mm-hmm. because it is pretty much um, Disney. Well, I guess Gr- the Grimm's Grimm's fairy tales are pretty much Disney fairy tales too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's like a an alternate version of Disney stories told in a fantasy world with The Witcher. Because right now, the the because it's a com- it's a combination of short short adventures. It's a mm-hmm. it's a long like it's an overall arching story, but each chapter is its own little adventure. And the one I'm on right now, uh, it's pretty much snow white but she get tries to get killed for uh to, to somebody take her the throne uh the huntsman that or the, the witch is replaced by a huntsman that tries to rape her uh and she's raised by dwarves not not or not dwarves uh she's raised by um crap not, not it wasn't dwarves but it was something similar I'm like okay that's a dwarf uh <laughs> Uh no maybe no I don't know what it was uh and also she becomes a badass assassin but mm-hmm. it's Snow White <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, I I'm I'm curious if you read it I think as a Disney fan you might enjoy some of these tales and try to make a connection of what story this was uh, uh stolen from or what you know, what lore it was used from inspired from. inspired thank you there you go <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, even watching the show, like uh, I kind of see the resemblance with some of the things that we know uh, that's that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's very interesting that uh, that you bring that up. Uh, I'm probably going to have to read that one. Is that the first book? That's the first one, right? Yeah. So in the American mm-hmm. version, it, this is like the fifth one. But in the way it was published, this is the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK. Is it better to read it in which order? Uh, so I'm trying to go with the way they were published. So this is this will be the first book, uh, which are the last the last wish. Mm-hmm. Um, is it in chronological order by any chance uh, that's, because of the way that it's published? Well, this one it's a kind of a the, the more I read up about it the more I, I start to see uh, what makes sense this one is kind of what, what Charles Dickens used to do which is submit short chapters and short stories and this is kind mm-hmm. of a compilation of the stories he submitted um, mm-hmm. 
of uh, and that ultimately became the fantasy fantasy series. So I think after this one, the other ones go in chronological order. Oh, so basically, it's like short stories trying so, to introduce give you a you taste to of what the whole. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's real cool. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was, I was kind of nervous about that too because I'm like, I'm not really used to fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. I I kind of get lost in the names, but this one just reads like a like a like a a western a western mm-hmm. with weird names. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll, yeah. I'll probably have to check it out. Cool. All right, Anton. And you had some guests over this past week. That's why we had to record this two days late. Yeah, two days late. Uh, we had um, Julie's family come over. Family. Their last mm-hmm. name is Fam. Family. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we had uh, her sister and her two cousins come over, and uh, dude, they. <laughs> Hung out with him the whole entire week. I think he had such a great time. Um, but there was, a, I, I leave them with, uh, I leave Elias with three of them for a couple minutes. Right. I come back. I see him learning how to twerk and uh, uh, do all those crazy stuff. And I'm like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you guys teaching him? So, you would do yeah, my son. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he had a good time. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's um, good. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad to see them leave because like you know um, he was growing you know um, fond of them. Yeah, and uh, I think a day after he started to have like you know when you have like um or when you see someone with a withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I he, think he was, he was, he was sad sacking it. Mm-hmm. And especially during the seventh month, like he is. Uh, incorporating a lot of things in his mind so his yeah. mind is like uh, growing so much that it's starting to um uh, challenge him so it's really hard for him to sleep at night yeah so uh i don't know if it's because of them leaving that he's you know not sleeping for the past couple nights like yeah. it, well, it takes a long time to put them put put him to sleep well it's a it's a break um, in his routine too not something kids mm-hmm. like they, they need a lot it's just regular routine uh, but yeah. also, I mean, it, it's it sucks that they had to leave. But the good thing is they did get to visit and kind of, you know, in, in this world where everything's kind of locked down, it's good for him to socialize a little bit for pe- with people outside of you mm-hmm. and, and your wife. Yeah, dude. Every, every morning he wakes up, he knows that he's going to uh, have someone to play with. Yeah. Especially, you know, I'm, during the, the weekday I, I go to work. I know that he has someone to play with. That's um, true. But it's kind of cool, like, you know, to see him interact with, you know, family members to see mm-hmm. how close he would get. Um. I mean, uh, we had uh, uh, Julie's sister Mimi and uh, her fiance come over, um, but during that time, he was still, you know, comprehending everything. So, I mean, two months later, which is now, like, he's starting to talk a little bit more, and he's starting to understand things, and he's able to walk around his walker now. So uh, he's able to, you know, start to uh, explore on his own. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see him do that with him. Uh, yeah, I think that's the thing that sucks about, you know, living on the East Coast and being away from, you know, close family is that you, you start to appreciate a lot of these fits, visits more. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, all that aside, we had a good time. Uh, we played a lot of board games. Uh, I think our favorite board game to play together um, during this um, visit is Sushi Go Party. Uh, it's a really fun game, dude. Um, I don't know if you ever played Sushi Go before. No, I've seen the I've seen the box at Target, but I've never actually played it. Yeah, so Sushi Go is just a regular game, but then this is a Sushi Go Party. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different uh, uh, variations on on this version. So basically, uh, what you do is you you uh, try to make these combinations of different types of uh, sushi dishes. 
Mm-hmm. So um, let's say you get like a bunch of cards. So you basically pick the cards that you want to match because there's different ways to match. You can make three of a kind. You can make like um, uh, a, a series of cards, like one, two, three or something like that. Right. And basically uh, see if you can get certain combinations to get like the end result. And mm-hmm. for the end result, you get points. So it's kind of cool to see how everybody has their own like uh, strategy. Yeah. My strategy was try to get um, as many doubles as possible. As someone uh-huh. else was like trying to screw other people over by um, by getting like playing a card that is the same as another card. So yeah. if that person plays that same card, then you don't get any points that round at all. So it's kind of cool to see like, you know, um, different strategies being played in this this game. So Sushi Go Party, something I recommend for the holidays. So, if you do so, play it. so you just reminded me of my favorite quote from American Dad. Which is mm-hmm. there are three types of people in the world: winners, losers, and spoilers. <laughs> and that person that just tries to screw people, I'm like, that's a spoiler. That is a person yeah. that loves to spoil people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool, dude. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it, and I've never really looked into how to play it. I just I don't know. It's, it, it it looked like a nice different game. Yeah, so I had this game for probably like two, three years now, and right. it's just sitting there on a shelf. I haven't even played it once because I don't have enough people to play. Yeah, I think you need at least three people to play. Yeah, some variety mm-hmm. there. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, well, now we have a third person, so hopefully in a couple of years. <laughs> I that that was one of the things I was looking at was to try to help mm-hmm. build you guys your guys' uh board game collection to be more Elias friendly. Uh, yeah. But it, he's still he's still at least two three years away from from doing yeah. that. We don't have shoots and ladders yet. We don't have. Um, oh no! I, uh, I I am reserving the right to buy you guys uh uh Castle Panic Junior. <laughs> It, I've seen it, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I, I, I called dibs on that one for you guys. Okay. All right. Nathan. And the last thing I was talking about, about the flu, not, not COVID, but the flu. So I was reading this article and the, the thing we've been hearing about since uh, springtime was the fear of a double, uh, a double pandemic or a double, a double mm-hmm. epidemic coming up with mm-hmm. COVID and the flu. But here's the funny thing. <laughs> We're actually not expecting a big flu uh, flu uh, season this year. Do you know why? Yeah, because a lot of people are staying home. <laughs> They're staying home, and the mask we're wearing to prevent COVID also prevents other viruses like the flu. <laughs> I noticed that, dude. It's crazy because, like, uh, I mean, I, I get, like, a couple, like, um, tickles on, yeah. on the throat, but then after a cough drop, oh, it's gone. <laughs> those those always worry me. I'm like, oh, crap. Is this just a passing yeah. thing, or is this a sign? Yeah. Is this a start? Um, yeah, and there was there was a couple of times this week where I was like, man, <coughs> like I, I need a cough, and 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 you know, like I'm I'm just at home too. It's so weird. And she was like, oh oh, <laughs> and then I just pop a cough drop, and it's it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm seeing the numbers, and it's crazy. And and, and to clarify. These are these are research group within the CDC that specifically use uh, specifically tracking the flu. So anybody mm-hmm. that comes into the doctor's office uh, with flu like symptoms, uh, they'll they'll test them specifically for the flu as well, not just COVID, uh, to try to get data. And out of all the people they tested, they only got a few dozen people with the flu. And to put them put in perspective, it's ninety one percent down than what it was last year. Ninety one percent, dude. And and. As, as a relief as that is, it also makes me realize, dude, COVID could have been so much worse. Like it, it could if, have been so much worse. If the flu, which is controlled by, you know, an existing vaccine 
And besides that, people don't really take a lot of care with the flu. If that got reduced by 91%, imagine how bad COVID could have been, which is something we're actively trying to suppress and it's currently flooding our emergency rooms. I heard in California, the ICU is at 0% right now for beds. The majority, yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's a, there's some hospitals that might still have some, but very, very little. It's, I think like maybe 10, the, anywhere from 0 to 15% is what I'm hearing, uh, capacity remaining, mm-hmm. uh, which That's is scary. Crazy. Yeah, and it, it's, it's also annoying though, because people are like, Oh, what's the big deal? We still have hospital beds. I'm like, yeah, the thing is, hospitals also treat other things besides COVID. So those hospital yeah. beds are not reserved for COVID patients. And the the and you know, right now the mortality rate is fairly low compared to the the average around the world. But mm-hmm. it's when the hospitals can't treat people that people start dying. So it, it's it's creepy, dude. I I think the the headline that I was reading going into last weekend was uh, California governor orders thousands of body bags anticipating this winter that's crazy i know for reals uh yep it it just uh fauci said that everything won't go back to normal probably by next fall middle of next fall and that's if everybody almost everybody 80 percent of the people get vaccines yeah he kind of pushed it back and i think that's because you're seeing the response from people um that a don't want to get it and also the the manufacturing speed um mm-hmm. i i was hearing or i think initially he was saying uh late to early summer we'll, we'll start to get back to normal um but i think that that's also just you know that little by little restrictions will get lifted we'll still have some but you know little by little we'll get more back to normal it won't be a light switch we just flick off one day yeah that's not gonna happen anytime soon yeah but hopefully you know uh, more vaccines will head our way um there was something that dolly parton said recently i think it was today she said, how come sheep spent all her money to get these vaccines um, for people? And instead of going to, you know, the frontline people uh-huh. only, it's going to politicians. See, <laughs> Ugly uh, politicians. God. See, that that's the double edged sword right there, too. It's mm-hmm. and, and I, I mentioned this to Martha. Um, the the people that are complaining about the vaccine are saying it's not safe. That's what they're giving it to us first. We're the guinea pigs. Uh, the rich won't will wait and whatever. But the other side of that is if politicians, which some did, uh, we mentioned, I think, last episode or previous episode where uh, president, former presidents Obama, Bush and uh, Clinton uh, volunteered to take the vaccine publicly mm-hmm. uh, to show that that also, you know, it's to show they're not concerned with the vaccine. They're willing to do it. But then people will say, Oh, so I see the rich and powerful get to skip the line and, and go to the front of the line there. It, there's no pleasing people. Okay, stimulus package. Stimulus package. All right. So so uh, up until this morning, it was pretty much a guarantee that everybody's going to get $600 by next week for the, stimulus, the new stimulus bill. All I heard over the weekend was people complaining that $600 is nothing. Uh, it won't even make a dent compared to all the debt people racked up from the past couple of months. And also, it's not even half of some people's rents. It's true. Trump the, announced he is not going to sign it, that he wants at least 2000 per person. And all the comments I'm seeing are, of course, Trump stopped the bill. He just wants to screw people over. There's no, like, he just doesn't want to give people $600. People need that money. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, there is no pleasing anybody. Everyone always has something to say. Exactly. There's, there's, no, win- there's no winning. There's yeah. no winning. <clears throat> people no. always have their, their side. Uh, no matter mm-hmm. what somebody does, it, they'll just take the opposite side. It's, it's annoying. I hate people. The pandemic has proven that to me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
All right, dude, enough of week updates. Let's go ahead and get into the headline news, the fun stuff. All right, so two weeks ago, Disney dropped mm-hmm. a lot of bombs during their, was it the shareholder meeting? No, not shareholder meeting. Shareholder meeting. Shareholder I, meeting? I, I, yeah, shareholder meeting. Uh, and, and typically, these announcements are reserved for Comic-Con, D23, stuff like that. But because of 2020, the bitch that it is, they snuck this in in their own little presentation and made their own little Comic-Con. And holy yeah. crap, the hits came, kept, uh, kept on coming. Yeah, the stocks went straight up <laughs> during yeah. this, uh, this uh, after hours. And uh, I think they went up like $20. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it made a pretty big dent. It's crazy. Yeah. So the, the poster showing the last one we showed on our social media, it actually got updated more. I think we were seeing about 52 total announcements. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm seeing some that are saying 60 announcements. Uh, but at least 10 new Marvel series, 10 new Star mm-hmm. Wars series, and 15 live action, uh, Disney live action, Disney animation, and feature, Pixar features. Yeah. Insane. So out of all these, which one are you the most excited for? Let's go with that. Uh, I'll go. Well, out of Star Wars, I would say, mm-hmm. ooh, this is tough. Uh, for uh, so I got I got to sub sub uh subcategorize it. Uh Star Wars, I'm going to go with Bad Batch for animation and okay. Ahsoka for live action. Okay, so we got Ahsoka. Yes. And then we got uh Bad Batch, right? Yes. Okay. Um why are you excited for Bad Batch and why are you excited for Ahsoka? So the Bad Batch was something that was introduced in the Clone Wars the last season. Uh, but we didn't really get to explore them. They, they seem like a really good, like really good, a uh, really badass uh, group of clones that had their own little mm-hmm. defects, quote unquote, that made them special and gave that's what made them such a strong group. And they were one of the most successful uh, squadrons in the Clone Wars. But mm-hmm. they were really they're really talked about. Um, they're kind of like the, uh, the the ragtag group of, of heroes. Uh, but yeah. really, we just saw them for what two three episodes and that yeah. was it they, they, they kind of remind me of uh you know those um those uh old um war movies where like um oh like sam Pratt ryan they just re- gather random yeah. people yeah it's kind of like that and it's kind of like inglorious bastards yes and, uh, there we go that's even better uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's so, inglorious that's why i like it yeah it, it's in, mm-hmm. uh um inglorious bastards meets no, never mind. I I lost it. But it it's a it's a good story. I think there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of missions we can follow them in. Uh, it's I actually never looked it up. I want to see if it's the same voice actor that voiced all the other clones, or if they got new voice actors for those. Because uh, some of them uh, are very distinct. The, probably the same same voice actor, but then just like um, he, he probably makes a different accent. Oh, God, he's making so much money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. can imagine being casted. All right, cool. So I'm playing this trooper and this trooper? Oh, I'm put Yeah, you're playing all of these hundreds of thousands of clone troopers for this season. <laughs> this series. Okay. It's it's funny like the the first uh season they're like, "Oh yeah, you just need to do like one voice for like thousands and thousands of but these they, uh, then troopers." Then they intru- then right, they right. introduce Rex, yeah. then they introduce Fives. Each one has a slightly <laughs> different way of speaking to identify them as mm-hmm. when they're wearing the helmet. And then they introduce this one. <laughs> There's a nerdy one, so you need yeah. a little bit nasally, and there's this big brute, so you kind of want to deepen your voice a bit. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, I, I, the Bad Batch, that one's going to be uh, something fun to look forward to, especially since I finished mm-hmm. um, uh, Rebels. And I think that was like, the yeah. last animation one. Mm-hmm. Um and then I mentioned Ahsoka mm-hmm. because that one is a you know it came from Clone Wars, went through Rebels, and it just recently got introduced in the Mandalorian. Yeah. So so tell me this because you watch uh, Clone Wars and then you watch Rebels, I I think especially because the there was that big gap where. I didn't know that they were going to end the whole entire series for Clone Wars because they'd left it off, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I just watched, you know, all of Rebels. And then after I finished Rebels is when they announced, oh, hey, we're going to have Ahsoka uh, uh, come back uh, and finish the season yeah. or the series. I was like, oh, man, it, it, it totally hits heart. Yeah. When you actually watch the last part of the series of um, the Clone Wars, because like, I, I guess at the very beginning of the Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. you don't really care much for Ahsoka because like she was new. No, it it, 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 it it felt like a money grab. It felt like they were just trying to make a younger uh, uh, character in the Star Wars universe for kids like this was a show on disney disney channel to to latch on to and to think it's cool like oh cool this this is the kid in the star wars universe i could be that kid and also toys yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true but then like as time progresses and you you start to you know understand what these characters are doing and and where the story is going and for me i think ahsoka is probably my favorite jedi of Ooh. all jedis she's not a jedi she's a she's a force she's wielder not. <laughs> but she's not a jedi she's a force wielder but yeah she's my favorite force wielder uh jedi or not <laughs> yeah um yeah so that's really cool so my favorite out of all the announcements is uh the actual headliner obi-wan kenobi yeah, this one's kind of had a bit of a back and forth in the last, what, year and a half, two years? Yeah, but I think they're in the middle of uh, filming it right now. They are. Um, and uh, it's kind of exciting to hear that, you know, the technology that they've been um, doing for uh, Mandalorian. the Mandalorian, they're using it for this as well. And then also Ahsoka. Uh, they have three studios, I think, that they um, built Yeah. Uh, for that technology. So they have one in L.A., they have one. Is it L.A. or is it Atlanta? One of those two. But they also have one in uh, in London at Pinewood Studios. Oh, that's true. And I think they also have one in Australia, too. So it's kind of cool to have uh, those technology being available because I think the scale ability for um, movies and TV shows from now from here on out can be so huge it's- because Mando looks insane. Um, well, not just the concept, yeah. but, but uh, the we've talked about the giant LED screen that they use just for yeah. lighting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> background and lighting, crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, and yeah. also just the the how to say pr- production quality. Like mm-hmm. it does not feel like a TV show. This is something like if you feel almost like they just made a movie and broke it up into episodes. Yeah, I don't feel cheated Dude, at all about it. You know, it would be crazy if you can have a moving platform uh and have ar um probably wear ar glasses uh-huh. and you could see like you know virtual stuff that's being available in front of you mm. and you could walk around you could do like quests and stuff like Ooh. real quests yeah that would be freaking insane like you know how we experienced the void yeah but like imagine everything like in real life that would just be so crazy just, insane just kind of like- i don't know it's gonna be a while to that <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Kenobi. Also, I, I, my understanding is that Kenobi is going to be uh, a miniseries because I think it's like a four four episode series so far. Yeah. And plus they're bringing back uh, Hayden Christensen as uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> that's going to be a lot to live up to for uh, up to for him because he can always hide behind, you know, he's 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 not Darth Vader. He's he's Anakin. And now yeah. he has to fill those shoes um, without. I mean, what, is it going to be without his helmet? Because when we, when we left off in in um uh the revenge of the sith uh he he was full-on Darth vader mm-hmm. so there's no i don't know I, is it just because uh is it just because they can't bring in um what's his name uh say edward james almost um oh my god I'm, I'm forgetting freaking mufasa's name um uh james earl james jones. earl jones james earl jones yeah yeah <laughs> like they the it's a weird mix too. There's no. I don't think Hayden Christensen can do the can do the Darth Vader voice. And uh, he already did. No, no. <laughs> um, unless unless Hayden Christensen's coming back as kind of like a, a zombie Anakin. I, I think in a, in a fantasy. I think you know with the mask off. Um, I mean, we got a couple of scenes before. Um, uh, we got a scene in in Rebels where he's. He had oh, like damaged. half of the mask came off and yeah. he had that Anakin voice. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, him without the uh the, the mask again. Um Yeah, but he needs a mask. Maybe to it's live, a flashback. Though. Yeah. Maybe it's a flashback. That's some, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Or maybe like a nightmare. Yeah, you know, Obi Wan has a nightmare or, or force vision. Yeah, exactly. Or something. maybe for, force touch. Just touching him. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, uh, Ray. Our just audio like listeners Ray and- our audio listeners will never know how inappropriate that was. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Two fingers. Uh, I mean, Ray, Ray, and um, yeah, they uh, had four. They had four sex, which also sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. They were four, four, right, right, four right, sex right. So besides Obi Wan, okay, uh-huh. I'm excited for Andor, Ooh. Cassian Andor from Rogue One. I'm super excited about this series because this one is all about espionage. They even brought the guy who did a Born uh, Identity series to come Ooh. onto this project to direct. Um, uh, the, the whole entire series so it's kind of exciting to see something like that because you know es- yeah. espionage in star wars it, yeah it's, it's so fun that, like well, um, i mean that's watching the, rogue one is like mind-blowing well that that was one of the the big turning points for the star wars universe was when rogue one our star wars story came out and guess what it was it wasn't a regular Star Wars movie. It was a heist movie that happened to take place in the Star Wars universe. Similar to mm-hmm. what Marvel's been doing with, with its movies. Yeah, superhero movies. But it's superhero movies in a different genre. Uh, mm-hmm. With this one, yeah. like We got to see a bit of espionage in Rogue One uh, early on when uh, Cassie Nandor was you know trying to gather the information, gather the data. He had his connections. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we moved over to uh, the heist movie and the war part of it so yeah, yeah. that this is that Remember was really cool. how how dark it was at the very beginning of the movie oh, he, where he had to do things sacrifice the guy aren't right yeah yeah mm-hmm. he betrayed he betrayed so, but he betrayed somebody we assume was his friend but we really didn't know who the hell that guy was <laughs> uh yeah. yeah Andor's gonna be interesting uh one that i'm curious about is star wars visions uh this is supposed to be an animated short short films um, celebrating the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the the intros that a lot of uh, fans have made online. Uh, there was uh, a specific one that 
looks so cool as an anime. Like you get the anime intro music mm-hmm. and uh, you've seen a lot of animes. They usually have some pretty sick uh, intros that uh, you can't skip. Yeah. You know how usually like um, Netflix, when you watch a show or something, you, you hit the skip button because mm-hmm. the intro kind of sucks. Yeah. That's not the same thing for anime. You stick around and you watch and enjoy <laughs> the intro because it's so intricate. Yeah, nothing like an anime trying to do like a rock cover of a song of their intro because they think that's what Americans like. It's rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen uh, this uh, anime style intro that I was talking about? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, but you gotta w- check it out. But when I heard about Visions, my first thought was um, Matrix, uh, Animatrix. Mm-hmm. Nothing like it's it's stories within the Matrix universe, but each one with its own animation style. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, for audio listeners, I am not recording from my regular office. I am recording in my living room because the family has been playing Beat Sabers. <laughs> uh, have, have you played Beat Sabers before? No, but heard I, about it? I heard about it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, I just got a, a news alert. Chinese producer on Netflix's three body problem poisoned in alleged murder plot. Whoa. Yeah. I need to read more about it and the, the text and the headline is screwed up. I think it's a coding issue. Okay. So um, I'm guessing it's going to be on our, uh, our feed. Yeah, well, yeah. Instagram feed. Exactly. Check out the 2OC <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. All right. Uh, you're saying Beat Sabers? Yeah, Beat Sabers. So that's what they've been playing all week. If they're not taking care of uh, my son, they're, they're on VR playing Beat Sabers. <laughs> so yeah, I have the whole contraption set up here and uh yeah that's why i'm recording down here because the computer's down here that's why i'm looking up at the screen and not looking at the camera i'm trying i'm trying to look at you and it's it's very hard to look at (laughs) it's it's fine screw the youtube viewers uh it's all about the audio listeners uh Uh, and for podcast listeners you can go to youtube the 2oc and subscribe to us and you'll get notification we start recording live and then a couple days later you'll get the audio cleaned up audio version later on Mm -hmm. uh so there's two other ones that i'm excited about too uh rogue squadron Mm -hmm. uh speaking of you've been playing yep you've been playing like um some type of squadron game right now yeah yeah and and we'll get into it but Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of this announcement is kind of what made me want to to get more into the star wars video games because i've never i never really played them before uh besides like a few you know a couple minutes or an hour or two of star wars legos uh (laughs) i never think those count (laughs) no they don't they don't They're, they're just time time burners uh, but no, I just never really got into the Star Wars games, and I Dude, figured you got you gotta play you gotta play um, Jedi Fallen Order. I almost I almost it did is so good. I almost did, and you it know what? That's so freaking good. You, you know what the Sorry. the tiebreaker was? What Star Wars Squadrons was on sale. <laughs> Uh, Fallen Order was. This it? is on sale right now. It too. is the it's non sale. Yes, it is on sale now. That's what yeah. pissed me off. Literally yeah. like the week after I bought it, both of them went on sale more. I think. I think uh, Star Wars Squadrons was uh, uh, four dollars cheaper than the following week or something like that. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, okay, so Rogue Squadrons. Uh, that's supposed to take place uh, alongside the the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also same thing with Rangers of the New Republic. So the Rangers of the New Republic is kind of what's been teased during the Mandalorian with uh, Gina Carano's character uh, being recruited by the the Republic to, you know, police the galaxy, get rid of the, the villainy and scum. 
I'm kind of curious. Uh, okay, so we know that um, Gina Carano is going to be in uh, the star of uh, Rangers of the New Republic. But I, I'm kind of curious. Rogue Squadron, is that going to be um, Paul, the guy, the Asian guy that that, that was um, uh, trying to recruit? Kim's Convenience? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul from uh, Kim's Convenience. I'm, I'm kind of curious if he's going to be in Rogue Squadron. I'm wondering, because, like, yeah, because he's he's old. Like it's it seems like he's kind of like uh, pushing his character to to be, to be in the, the forefront on, on, on this uh, series. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him again. Well, I, well I love to see him. Again. Well, that would explain why his character was such such a passive thing. Like they kept mm-hmm. kind of he kept popping up in two episodes, mm-hmm. but never really fleshed out his character. Really, never, three you know, episodes. Three episodes. So the, was three episodes. The ice when we crash the the dragon what was the other one was it it was it was after they 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 raided the the base oh with, yeah that's with, right with, it, a, it with apollo creed one episode yeah and then the and then the first one was uh when when mando crashed on the ice planet with the frog lady uh mm-hmm. yeah but both of those times like, it, it seems like they want like you know they didn't really tell us much about the character but the fact that this is a pretty established actor not really like a random one uh usually for these type of roles they would use like a you know a, a cameo character or somebody like in the production, like little, little, little pop up. But for him, like, hey, they actually got a legit actor playing this bit part that didn't really flush out. And then when this got announced, we're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's why they were teasing them for this show. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because uh, I don't know if you know anything about how he got casted into uh, that role. He's a big, big, huge Star Wars fan. Um, you can, if you can, uh, when you have a chance, you should check it out. They interviewed him on how he got the part and he showed his Star Wars collection. It is <laughs> insane how much of a fan he is. He, every year he cosplays as uh, somebody uh-huh. uh, in the Star Wars universe. And, uh, <laughs> when they asked him, they're like, Hey, um, you, you want to meet? Dave Filoni and you know talk about some stuff he's like hell yeah okay of course <laughs> and, and and for people because we all I think every time we talk about Star Wars we always mention Dave Filoni uh for the people that don't know who Dave Filoni is uh or might have seen his name if you've ever seen a production video or interview and there's just this random short guy in a cowboy hat somewhere in the background, that's Dave. <laughs> and and <laughs> I think I think in the the chef show he explained uh, why he's wearing the cowboy hat. Do you remember? No, no, it refreshed me. When, when he got hired to to uh, write uh, write for Star Wars and he went to Skywalker Ranch, his thought was, well, people wear cowboy hats at a ranch. I'll get a cowboy hat. <laughs> that was the only reason because the Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was his logic. Well, people wear ra- uh-huh. people wear cowboy hats on a ranch, so I bought a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best best attitude yet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's funny. But just funny. That's just yeah. become a signature now. All right, I thought. Uh, Wait, I, I think John John asked him that question. Yeah, exactly. right? yeah. The chef. Hey, well, what are you? <laughs> yeah, what's with the cowboy hat? Well, it's, you know, Skywalker Ranch. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a that's ranch. So funny. Uh, all right. I thought uh, enough Star Wars news. Move on to the Marvel announcements. There's no shortage there. Uh, okay. Any of these that that caught your attention? I'll, I'll go through them really fast, and we'll we'll highlight some of them. Uh, okay. So there is Captain Marvel two, Ironheart, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, mm-hmm. She Hulk, Moon Knight, Secret Invasion, Fantastic Four, Armor Wars, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, I Am Groot, and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. 
Okay, so I'll tell you what I am excited about. Uh, I am super excited about She-Hulk. Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, Orphan <laughs> yeah. Black playing, being casted as mm-hmm. as uh, the titular character. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Tatiana Mislani. Mm-hmm. I wish she has more roles. I, I, there was a very serious movie that she was in, um, but it didn't really get that much of a um, light to it. But I'm excited to see her in a mainstream franchise because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Orphan Black, so many different characters that she was playing, and yeah. uh, very talented. Yeah, so it, I'm excited to see this because I think John John Favreau just uh, recently confirmed that this is going to be a comedy. Yeah, so. it, which uh, and also part of the news too was that um, uh, the actual Hulk is going to be going to be making some cameos. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Mark, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Mark Rudolph. Mark Ruffalo is going to make appearances. So I'm sure it's maybe going to be to play the origin story. I don't know if he's going to be a regular character, but he is going to be part of the show at some points. Uh, okay, so I, I'm I'm vaguely remembering that they also sent, they announced um, the abominable, uh, abominable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Is coming back from uh, the abomination. Yeah, abomination. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He's one of my favorite actors too. Yeah, uh, um, I'm, I'm bringing. I'm trying to pull up his name right now, uh, which is going to be interesting because uh, Tim Roth, Tim Roth, mm-hmm. uh, because he's already up there in age. So for him to uh, reprise his role from ooh, what was that, 2008, 2007? Mm-hmm. That yeah. that is a long time coming. Wait, so is he going to be in this, or is he going to be in uh, a different um, different uh, movie or show? No, it's this one. I remember he was announced, but I forgot which one. Which it's this one because they, 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 they announced it with Mark Ruffalo. Okay. The Mark Ruffalo right. and, and. Yeah, kind of excited him. to see that because I, I, I love Tim Roth. Uh, he had that really good show called Lie to Me and they canceled it. Oh, that's that right. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this one. It's 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 gonna be nice to see similar to what netflix did for uh for the defenders uh i'm I'm gonna Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see what disney does with these type of series that you know a mixture of comedy uh you know like we mentioned with star wars different genres that just happen to take place in a superhero universe uh Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking alec ali mcbeal (laughs) (laughs) that's the impression so what else are you excited for uh and actually i just lost my notes right now uh well, Fantastic Four, I'm curious about because we've seen Fox try twice and fail. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what Disney slash Marvel can do with the Fantastic Four in the cinematic universe uh, to see if, you know, is it really the 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 Fox that failed them or is it just the Fantastic Four doesn't translate to the big screen as well as other characters do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, makes sense. yeah, it's still early on. We don't know casting. Um, I know the fan favorite has for the longest time has been. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Uh, but who knows once the once they start rolling. I'm sure I'm sure now that it's been announced, they'll <laughs> they'll start moving forward with yeah, that project. I, I think John Krasinski um, was able to have talks, right? But nothing's confirmed. I don't know if he's had talks, maybe, but possibly. I, I haven't really been tracking the news, yeah. but I have I do know that 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 was one of the fan favorites that people have been really pushing for. And he is about the same, the right yeah. age to be playing that type yeah. of character. Yeah, and uh, the chemistry that they have together already as husband and wife really uh, shows on screen during the uh, uh, quiet place. Too. Oh, and, and so, <laughs> you know, you know who I've been hearing uh, lately to play 
um Doctor Doom. Uh um Moth Moth uh, Moth Gideon. <laughs> really? Uh um John Carlo? Yeah, John Carlos Posito. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's funny because uh, the the Instagram account I follow, um, Boss Logic, he did a he did a post with like him wearing the the Doctor Doom face mask, but kind of broken. Um, yeah, and the other face is kind of jacked up. I instantly knew right away they stole that scene. They, they, he grabbed that scene from uh, Breaking Bad after the explosion for that uh-huh. for that yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> it, it's crazy because I, I i didn't notice that that he's been in so many things he's in almost everything dude he's like the samuel jackson for um a la, la, latino actor i know martha um, martha was so surprised when i'm like no he's he's not black he's hispanic <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, he's such a good actor, and I think people uh, the the reason he's gotten such a a push for Doctor Doom is because he just he plays um you know confident intellectual so well like he he can he mm-hmm. can dr- he can really stretch a scene out with just a look and then the the te- let the tension build and that's kind of what you want in a supervillain is especially Doctor Doom is you want that overconfidence you want hopefully something like Killmonger in Black Panther where you you know audiences might kind of agree with the villain a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's not wrong yeah. <laughs> all right so fantastic four um, we're just going to have to wait to see more information about it, but, uh, it seems like they're shooting for 2023. Yeah. That's so that's a brand new project. They're quite a bit away until we get that movie out. Um, anything else you're excited for, uh, besides that? Uh, I'm excited for the show Hawkeye. I wasn't before, but yeah. ever since they casted, mm-hmm. um, uh, Haley Stein, uh, Steinfield, I I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> and that the, the, the pictures have been coming out with her and the in her hawkeye costume uniform whatever it I, mm-hmm. i'm excited dude okay it, it looks kind of like they're gonna be playing kind of fugitives or something yeah yeah kind of exciting to see that <laughs> like uh i i saw a couple of the pictures too and uh it looks like they've been in production for quite some time like mm-hmm. probably uh a couple of months now yeah so kind of cool to see that um, something that they didn't really um, put light on during the conference that much because it's coming out soon is uh, WandaVision. I'm kind of excited to see that. That's yeah, next month, uh, right? Coming out, yeah, like next month, January 15th or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Wanda. Well, I mean, they didn't put that much light on it, but they've been announcing this like crazy since summertime. Uh, they really mm-hmm. ramped it up uh, in November with like you know Entertainment Weekly doing the cover for uh, put put them in the cover. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of confirming everybody's thoughts about what the show's going to be about it being mm-hmm. kind of a twisted universe created Very by weird by Wanda yeah. and just yeah it's surreal slash comedy uh, type of thing um, yeah a bit, but I mean one thing we kind of ex- we're expecting here is it's going to set up the next phase of Marvel this is going to be kind of like the little it's not going to be a long running series it's just going to be a setup for the next phase to uh to to really get us understanding where, where mm-hmm. everybody's at now yeah i think this is the closest thing to marvel that we can get for a while until the movies comes well, out again uh i mean <laughs> this is officially the year without marvel right there's nothing nothing marvel came out this year right uh not everything got pushed maybe out at the very beginning of the year i, I can't oh yeah that's right because i think uh um uh, Black Widow was supposed to be the one that that kicked that, everything off. That was uh yeah yeah yep. 
Everything was delayed. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think Eternals was supposed to come out this year, too. It was supposed to be a fall release, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, everything just got pushed back. So I guess, I guess this year is kind of like a, a runoff. So Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to go through to uh, to the next sections and stuff. Um, is there anything else that um, you want to talk about before we move on? Um, Let me just do one more quick look. Uh, Armor Wars is going to be interesting. Uh, that one is kind of yeah. uh, really you know harking back to the original iron man which is this was this was tony's nightmare from the very beginning that's that his tech would get into the wrong hands and uh to quote to quote the the villain from the first iron man is he wanted an army of iron soldiers and it looks like somebody did and yeah. now wrote roadie's trying to stop it uh i wonder if jeff bridges is coming back Wait, he died. <laughs> no, he didn't. Right? No, he didn't. Yeah, no. I think you're thinking, I think Bo, so I, I think, think his brother died. I think Bo Bridges died. Somebody had a heart attack, but it wasn't Jeff Bridges. No, no, no. I'm talking about his character. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, uh, did we confirm that he died? I know he got really screwed up in that suit. I don't know if he actually died, though. They never mentioned him again, so yeah. possibly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but then uh, Hammer is still alive, I think, right? Yeah, this is, is a, still alive? yeah. I think this is this is going to be our, uh, um, Hammer Tech or Hammer Industries that uh, mm-hmm. that creates these mm-hmm. art armies, uh, which is really just mm-hmm. stretching what happened in Iron Man Two, where all the mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. the different types of, of suits went, went crazy. Yeah, kind of excited to see that. that I just want to see more suits. <laughs> uh, I just want to see Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle can can hold the lead now that that uh, Robert Downey's out of the picture. He mm-hmm. is the new Iron Man, so we'll see. True. All right, Anton. Uh, ready to move away from uh, those the Disney announcements? Uh, not really, because uh, the next topic we're going to oh, be that, talking that, about in a bit is uh, Disney related. It's still Disney. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the two the two O Disney's right. podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spider Man Three uh has it been was it last episode or two episodes ago we talked about casting rumors uh well there's more coming with alfred molina being casted to reprise his role as Otto octavius or doc ock for those in the know uh yeah really really lending credence to uh this is a spider-verse or at least a sinister six movie in the works uh, yeah so <laughs> i really hate that these are leaking uh i don't know if it's on purpose or not or I, I I know these should be better kept as a secret. Like, I mean, they can do it pretty well with Star Wars. Why they can't? Why can't they do it with Marvel? Yeah, that's something we don't really know where these leaks are coming from, right? And that's what kind of makes mm-hmm. me suspicious about: is this a publicity thing? Are they just trying to rank up the excitement um, after the last uh, Marvel phase ended? And and also got to be on got to be uh, got to keep in mind too. This is a multi-production studio project, so not yeah. it's not just Disney slash Marvel doing this. It's also Sony. So either studio yeah. can be taking it upon themselves to uh, leak certain information to you know get more excitement. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I was really excited about, which um, you know gave me a little bit of hope, is um, they're, they're bringing someone back that. We thought it was going to be gone forever. Uh, and that is uh, this guy right here. Let me pull him up. Marissa Tomei. Oh, I forgot Daredevil. about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Daredevil. So sounds well, like well, he is also defending New York. Well, I'm trying to. Re- we have to be careful, though, because this one, they said Charlie Cox has been casted uh, or rumored to be joining mm-hmm. the cast. 
We don't know if he's coming back as Daredevil, or at least the Daredevil we know. Uh, the more this stuff comes out, the more I'm kind of feeling, are we getting different versions of like, you know, are we, we going to get a different version of Daredevil? Or are we going to see like a quick glimpse of other universes as, you know, say, say Doctor Strange makes a portal and as, as Tom Holland Spider-Man's flying through the air, is he going to get like quick images of other Spider-Man universes in the background? Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they said it was canon. They confirmed that it was canon. The shows were canon. Did they? Did they, double, did they backtrack? Because I know initially they said that they were kind of retconning the Netflix universe shows, that they were not canon. Yeah. That's still up to negotiations. Especially, now, think, especially now that Netflix, now that Disney yeah. has the rights again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, right. Daredevil was the first the first uh, Netflix, a Marvel Netflix series rights to revert back to them uh the next one i guess would be jessica jones i'm trying to think what order they came mm-hmm. out in yeah yeah so, uh, so well, i so, mean yeah we're just gonna have to wait and see because I, I hope he comes back <laughs> yeah i know i'm excited to see more uh, it, it was such a build-up of a show and then just died died on the on the table mm-hmm. on the negotiation table all right anton uh what's going on with the golden globes so the golden globes uh recently uh i mean Oscars is kind. I I don't know if they announced it yet, but um, uh, people are trying to say that Minari, which is a movie, um, I wouldn't technically say it's a foreign movie. It's shot and directed and produced by Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the the movie is about immigrants uh, from Korea that came here. And they were chasing an American dream. Uh, they, they own a farm and they're, they're trying to do whatever they can to survive. And it's a great story. And it stars Steven Yuen from mm-hmm. Walking Dead. And uh, people have said that he might be uh, considered to be <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> best, uh, best leading actor, best really? actor for uh, the Oscars. <clears throat> because of his performance. And what I've been reading so far, people who have seen the movie is that they, they keep praising about his performance. Mm-hmm. So anyways, flashing forward to now uh, Golden Globes, they don't recognize this movie as a best picture because they say this is a foreign movie. Racist. But how is it a foreign movie when it's shot in America, it's made by American people, mm-hmm. American actors, and the only thing is uh, that they're, they're drawing back is the movie was half in English and half in Korean. Does that make sense to you? No, uh, it's and, and, and yeah. it, it kind of goes back to, you know, the production production company's way of viewing television and and, and uh, movies uh, where you can't have a uh, you can't focus too much on, on one ethnicity or uh, was it was it master of none that uh yeah i think it was master of none the the aziz ansari uh netflix show uh where he was going mm-hmm. to a casting audition for a for a a, a friends like show and mm-hmm. the casting directors really liked aziz's uh is is uh audition but they also liked this other indian guy's audition and they had to choose between <laughs> the two and the two guys were friends were yeah, like yeah i remember that one like why why can't you just pick two of us uh, Oh, we can't have two Indian guys. Why not? Well, because people will think it's an Indian show. What? No. Just because you, how many white people do you guys have on your show? Like, like you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> and I'm wondering if this is true. Like you have a, a cause he is Korean, Stephen Yoon. So, you know, if you have him as a lead and then the movie's half in Korean, I just want to know that, that that's kind of like the old, old school Hollywood way of thinking of, well, that just equals foreign film. <laughs> yeah it's kind of stupid 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not defending them. I'm just saying. <laughs> and and that's that's a screenshot of the movie there on the screen. No, no, that's from uh, that's from Parasite. No, that's what you're talking about. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, damn See, it, Alan. What differences all- <laughs> make, you know, Parasite. You're so. like, you're like, damn it, Alan. Not all, not all Korean movies are Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, just by uh, looking at the topics of this uh, this episode, we we got some pretty diverse stuff here. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to streaming. All right. All right, so let's stream it up. Uh, what's what is this House of Ho? Okay, so House of Ho is a uh, reality TV show that recently got released on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and uh, this show is following a rich family in Houston uh, with the last name Ho. Uh, they are originally from well, the parents are originally from uh, Vietnam. So uh, it, this is kind of like the Kardashians, the Asian version of Kardashians. Uh, <laughs> I think it's an eight part episode, probably about half an hour each. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I watched a couple of the episodes so far and I, I think, um, this is something that, uh, kind of gives light to, you know, the Asian community that there is more, there's, uh, there's not just like, you know, um, the boring, uh, people that are very introvert and don't really go out and tell stories about, you know, our, our, our culture. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a, a kind of like a start, you know, with um, crazy rich Asians being able to tell stories about different cultures and stuff like that, that a lot of people are not um, uh, familiar with. This is this is that. So uh, it follows a rich family. Um, the parents came here with nothing. Uh, they literally had like, you know, pennies in their pockets or something. Um, and, uh, I think the dad worked at, I think, uh, was it a gas station or something? Um, I think it was the gas station or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a guy pulls up in a Cadillac and he's thinking in his head, he's like, I'm going to be like that guy. I'm going to own a Cadillac someday. And then, you know, he saved up his money. He started reinvesting. He started doing a bunch of stuff and he built this whole entire empire off of owning a bank. And, uh, <clears throat> with all these, his kids, um, uh, that are born in the United States, he wants to start naming them uh, after presidents. So we got, like, <laughs> I, the, the first... after, I don't know why I was, I thought you were going to say after cars. Come on, Chrysler. Come on, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got uh, his first born son, uh, which is uh, Washington. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then uh, uh, that was his only son. So then, uh, yeah, they can't really name anything after that. But then he also had a daughter. Um, and you can't really name a daughter after the presidents because all the presidents are male. So uh, Bush, what the, you can name what, her Bush. No. So what do they name her? They name her Judy. <laughs> just Judy. <laughs> yeah, just Judy. <laughs> but the funny thing is like all their kids, all their his grandkids, which is, you know, uh, Washington's kids and uh, Judy's kids. All those kids have presidents names. Uh, so we got Truman, we got Reagan, we got uh, McKinley, oh, <laughs> so it's, it's Kennedy. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, you got a lot of drama in this family. Um, Judy just went through like a divorce, and she's trying to get to you know um, uh, to move out on her own. Um, but then she has to move in with her brother for uh, a couple months until her house is done or something like that. But dude, these people are so rich. They got like. Um, 
uh, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. They got like a million dollar, a couple multi-million dollar homes. Uh, it's just freaking insane how rich these people are. Um, but it's kind of cool that that they have that very cultural thing still. Even though they're rich, they have a lot of morals. They have that um, Vietnamese um, uh, flair to it because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have a reputation uh, in the Vietnamese community. So if they don't look right a certain way, people judge. So it's kind of interesting to see that as a, a, a cultural thing that also affects uh, the status quo. Like not only because you're rich, you you think a certain way. There are certain things that, you know, there there's a bar, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say it's a better version of Kardashians where um, you don't get the, oh, yeah, I can't believe I just you know, uh, didn't date that guy today or something like that. You know, it's not that it's more like, Oh, we got problems and, and how to fix it. Family stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's kind of exciting to see that. Uh, I, I'm only two episodes in, but I think I can pretty much finish the whole thing in just one sitting. But, uh, yeah, kind of exciting to see that. How, how long are each episode? Like Uh, about half an hour each. Okay. So it's a short one. I thought it'd be like hour long ones. It's not bad. Yeah. All right, Anton. Uh, so while you checked out that, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I checked out another uh, fellow the uh, Latino Latinx. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I saw this on HBO. Hey, hey, hey! We're we're showing diversity. That's true. That is true. This is a yeah. very diverse episode. The two O C episode one forty. <laughs> diversity. Diversity day. Yeah. Um, diversity. <laughs> uh, so I watched uh, Selena and Chef. This is an HBO Max uh, original, and originally I, I kind of ignored it, um, but then they HBO Max finally added uh, the app to the Roku. So I was what we were I was showing. Um, Dude, they signed it and it went up that quick. Oh, because Roku wants the, the Wonder Woman streaming. Yeah, they they want a piece of that, <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that's one reason why HBO Max has been so low compared to other streaming services because they're not on the biggest device out there for streaming, which is the Roku. Yeah, for a while, like I had, I had a Roku <laughs> in my uh, my bedroom, and I love the Roku. Like everything's on there. Yeah, but then before they they used to have regular HBO on there, so I used to be able to watch like you know Game of Thrones or whatever on there. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, HBO Max is the new version. They don't have HBO Max on there. Yeah. So I'm like, it's so weird. I mean, it's on everything else. Yeah, it was what, yeah. at least well, three, it, on? it was like three months worth, two months worth of mm-hmm. no, no, no app. Anyway, so yeah. I, I was showing Martha through the different shows. And I remember I saw Selena and Chef and we've been kind of on a cooking show binge lately. So let's mm-hmm. like I was like, let's check it out. We binged the entire show in one, in one sitting. Uh, it's wow. the first it's only one season. It's, I believe, eight mm-hmm. episodes. And the premise is Selena is in quarantine, like we all are, and mm-hmm. they really just they just shipped her a bunch of cameras to set up around the kitchen, some lighting, and she skypes in professional chefs and they walk her through uh, doing certain recipes. Uh, the mm-hmm. first chef uh, is his name is uh, Ludo. Le- Why did I pick the French one as the, as the example? <laughs> uh, anyways, he 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 walked her how to make a French omelet. And also a souffle. Uh, some other chefs you might recognize. Uh, it's uh, Roy Choi makes an appearance on this one. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it's this this show has me on two spectrums, both on on Team Selena, even though I really just know her from from memes. I don't really follow her music. Uh, mm-hmm. And also pulling my hair when some of her friends, who she's also quarantining with, make an appearance. So 
when it's when it's Selena, oh, and also her grandparents are quarantining with her. So it's Selena, her grandparents, and then two of her friends are in the same household. When her grandparents are on scene, or when she's by herself, she's she's one hundred percent trying. She doesn't get as as frazzled. She might make mistakes, but she just focuses and, and regroups right away. When her friends are in the picture, oh my god, dude! I swear she becomes a blonde all of a sudden. She can't do crap. She 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 freaks out. She she um. There was a part where they couldn't. Oh, I guess they turned off the gas to her kitchen. I don't. I told Martha like they probably were getting some work done in the house. They turned off the gas and they forgot to turn it back on. Uh, and the her and her two friends couldn't figure out what was wrong. The the oven wasn't heating up. And then when she tried to light the stove, you heard the clicking, but nothing was lighting. Mm. And the friends, one of her friends, like, "Oh my god, we're so stupid." The pilot light went off. What pilot light? <laughs> And then they try to use a lighter to light it. And I'm like, the gas is off. I'm, I'm watching the show. And even though I know the gas is off. And I told Martha, I'm like, it's even more <laughs> stupid there because two things. One, you can probably hear the gas coming out if it was on. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll make that slight. Yeah, exactly. It'll make that slight whistle. Exactly. There you go. A little ASMR. The whole show just turned into ASMR. Or B, the, the, the smell, the, the odor. You would yeah. smell it. Oh yeah, you can totally smell yeah. the, the so, gas. Yeah, so so finally her her grandpa, I guess, was walking by the kitchen, heard what was going on, and said, "Oh, the gas is off. I'll turn it back on." Yeah, I missed you know living in Florida. I kind of miss the natural smell of gas. The natural smell? There's no natural smell of gas. Yeah, it's natural gas. They call it natural gas. They call it natural gas, but they add they add odor to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is that we don't have that here. Well, most houses here don't have it. I'd say probably eighty percent. We're all on electric. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. Yeah, you do have electric stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So I mean, overall, I I would say I would recommend the show just for the recipes and some slight entertainment. Uh. Mm-hmm. But just prepare to the cringe, the living yeah. crap. I think Ju- Ju- my wife Julie wanted to watch it. She's been hinting for a while now. She's like, I, oh yeah, Selena. I check out, definitely show. check out the Roy. Selena has a show. Selena Definite. has a show. De- okay. Definitely check out the Roy Choi episode. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, I got his book. Do you have his book? No, I don't. I, 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 I do want to. It's start- funny. I'm, Go ahead. I'm flipping through the book, right? I'm looking at the recipes. And then I kind of remember um, uh, John Favreau uh, from the Chef Show uh-huh. and, you know, everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was like, hey, Roy, uh, how come every time. I ask you for a recipe, you always tell me something different. And, you know, I'm following the book, you know, like everything that you're telling me here is not on your book. Uh-huh. Everything here is different. And you're always like, uh, <laughs> oh. uh. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert. You, you get that in the show, too, in his episode. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah. he goes, all right, we're going to uh, put in the sesame oil. And she go- and suddenly goes, how much? Ah, oh, shit. You're asking the wrong guy. She goes, what? <laughs> So I don't really measure. <laughs> like that's fine. Just pour that. He goes by taste. He does, and he and he's so like yeah. carefree about it. Like he 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 mm-hmm. altered the recipe like two times just to because of something Selena mentioned. She yeah. they, they make um oh, what are they called they're Hawaiian donuts. I forgot what they're called. Um, didn't, didn't mention here. Oh, malasadas. Ma, ma, ma mm-hmm. Uh, they're making that, and then uh, mm-hmm. Selena's grandma mentioned. Oh, my mother used to make them. But she she made a hole in them in the middle, and Roy goes, "All right, cool, yeah, let's do that. Let's honor your grand. Let's let's honor her. Let's do this, or let's let's heat up the, let's heat up the tortillas on the stove to honor your other grandmother. Like let's do that, you know, stuff like that. Like he's very carefree. Oh, and his daughter makes an appearance. It's kind of funny seeing like a sixteen year old girl geeking out over Selena. Oh my god, is that Selena? Yeah, she does that, and then uh, she she randomly calls uh, Taylor Swift, and then the girl, the daughter, could not stop like freaking out. She goes. 
Holy crap, Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift are on camera with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Holy all right, I gotta check it out. Yeah, that, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, I think the, okay. the, the Roy Choi episode at least check that one out. Yeah, the rest of the episodes, right. uh, Julie can watch. Um, yeah, so, so let me see. Yeah, Julie's probably gonna be excited that I'm gonna tell her to watch it. All right, all right. <sighs> go on, go okay. on. I, I'm done talking about Selena. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got uh, Attack on Titan, it's back. I am so excited for this season. This is the finale. Um, so far, it is so intense. Like they're they're in the war. They're showing us like um, uh, stuff that's going on in the past. Um, and I can't really say anything else because I don't think you've seen it yet. No. Um, you haven't caught up, right? No, I haven't. I'm still behind. I think I will finish the first season. Okay, first two seasons. Yeah. So stuff right now is just bonkers, insane, and I'll just leave it at that. We'll oh, talk about uh, it once you. Uh, I, I will say, Attack on Titan has been so good at freaking cliffhangers that that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah <laughs> they 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 really know how to how to crank it up at the last second and make you go what what just happened <laughs> yeah but the cool thing is that when they when when it comes back dude it is so they hit it so hard like it's just non-stop yeah, like, yeah, yeah. boom they, boom boom yeah boom. they I'm deliver like, ah, mind blown yeah yeah they deliver they're not they're not like those shows that like they live you in a big cliffhanger and then within the first two minutes of the next season they're like yeah forget about that that, that was really nothing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ignore that <laughs> <laughs> i hate that yeah exactly uh, but yeah yeah, yeah. kind of excited for that. Network shows are the worst at doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, ready to talk to about our weekly and probably not for another year uh, segment of The Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. All right. Um, so since last episode, we uh, we the last two episodes of the season came out. Uh, chapter fifteen, The Believer, and Chapter sixteen, uh, The Rescue. So the the Believer was really. Uh, I don't even say, I guess it is a heist, a heist episode <laughs> with the return of Bill Burr's character Mayfield or May, Mayfeld, uh, who mm-hmm. we, we lost saw on the prison ship. Was it a prison ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now they're trying to work their way into uh, an empire base to gather information on where Grogu was taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of Bill Burr. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've I think the past year I've only agreed with him once, and that was on this segment on SNL for his open monologue. Beyond yeah, that, that, I thought that was a really good monologue. Yeah, beyond that, I'm yeah. I'm really not a fan of. I find him kind of annoying, very uh, uh, Boston um, mm-hmm. or New York, I guess New York. Um, but in this one, uh, damn, he won me over, dude. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good in uh, movies like real roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 got me on that too. Like I. I thought he was more of like a, a, a comedic guy, but man, he's uh, he's good. Yeah, you, you really start saying with him. So so walking through the episode, um, the they come up with this weird plan to hijack a fuel truck uh, that is going to the, the regular supplies, the the Imperial base on this planet. And they hijack it in the tunnel and then make their way into the infiltrate the base from that point forward. Dude, uh, this whole freaking episode reminds me of a freaking video game. Yes. <laughs> yes, when you have to freaking so, pro- you have to protect the cargo. Yeah. You have to at least like yeah. Pr- deliver. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, I when I first took it over, uh, it's it's funny. Like Pedro Pascal can be in the Pascal can be in 
the suit, but somehow still convey discomfort. And yeah. this one, he was in a storm in, in a stormtrooper suit, and just his body language and his well, he's always silent, but his his demeanor, for lack of better phrasing, conveyed discomfort. Like I, I told Martha, I'm like he is not happy about not being in the suit right now. He like he's he's he has his face covered, but he is not happy right now. He feels awkward. So th- this is something I, I I'm trying to understand. I don't, I don't I hope they shine more light on it. Is he in the suit most of the time or is it someone else playing that role and then he only comes in when he's supposed to come in? Because I know that he does a lot of voiceover uh, in the studio. I know. I know people are are very there's a rumor or there's some there's some conspiracy theories that he's not really in the suit. He's just doing the voiceover. Uh, I think that's what happened during the first season is that he wasn't there until like probably 75 percent way through the, the, the whole entire series. See, but par- and the first time that he ever showed on set was the last one. Because this, this is something that did did mention in the um the behind the scenes series, mm-hmm. where they 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 did say that um he was there uh and there was like three guys that dressed up exactly like him. There was the action guy, there was the stand in guy, yeah, and then there's him. Yeah, see, I don't doubt that they sub in the 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 mm-hmm. stunt action or the, the action person, the the stunt mm-hmm. stuntman, um, in to certain on certain I, scenes. Yeah, I think you're right though. For like the acting parts, they need him. Yeah, and that's the thing though. Like, I, I think yeah. this is gonna be. You're, you're right. I, it, there could be a situation where an actor could take the easy way out and just take the the voiceover gig uh and just do it that way but i have a lot of respect for pedro pascal's acting and i really think he would want to be in the suit himself um mm-hmm. but i mean stunt doubles that's no different than the end of the show suit or no suit when a certain action scene happens they'll mm-hmm. replace it with a stunt double for that scene mm-hmm. so i i think this just makes it this makes the swapping a lot easier but for the rest of the time i don't doubt that that's pedro in there mm-hmm. and also there yeah, there are so. cer- there are certain scenes uh either in the mando helmet or in in uh, the stormtrooper helmet, where the light hits just right, and you can kind of see him behind the mask. Like it, it, it looks like you know when you see somebody with sunglasses and the sun's bright enough and hitting directly, you kind of see their eyes. You kind of mm-hmm. see Pedro in there, so I don't, I don't doubt that that's him in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that was pretty much it, right, for this episode. Just felt like uh, a video game and yeah. video game and uh, the ending. I really felt the the conversation at the table with the the imperial officer that scene was worth the entire damn episode right there uh, yeah it's very intense it, it felt the, like um that moment in inglorious bastards when the uh, uh christoph waltz character is sitting there yes. talking to um um uh, what's his name uh, brad pitt uh-huh. so intense yeah like probably you, one of the most intense things i've ever seen in my life in the movie and this was that same exact scene and that guy was so creepy i where he is was this guy he, from. He was a freaking sociopath. So familiar. Uh, yeah. officer, uh, security guard, gun, uh, stormtrooper. I don't know. I don't, I can't find him here. Yeah, he's in. He's in a lot of movies, and I. He always plays that creepy guy. I think he was in. Um, oh, there you uh, go. Valen Pirates. Valen Hess. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, he was in. I know. As, as I'm seeing this picture right now, I'm like, click up. He's familiar. Uh, Sanctuary it's, Royals. It's always this guy. It's always that guy and uh, Jackie Earl Haley. That like they're both really good actors, but they they're some, they can play. He was in creepy, Game of Thrones. They can play good. Oh yeah, that's right. He's also in Game of Thrones. The King, the Night King. He was the Night King. He was the Night King. Really? Two episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. Oathkeeper and Hard Home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, he has a long list, dude. Uh, and mm-hmm. even C, uh, CSI and Halloween too. 
Um, yeah, dude, th- th- that scene was intense because you you know how short fused and how damaged uh, Mayfeld is, and hearing him talk about the war and how pretty much pretty much what what uh what Val and Hess was saying was soldiers are cheap. The 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 real worth is the 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 ex- experience for the officers. Um, and that you know pretty much he had no regrets. And and you can see you, the tension was there with 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 uh with Mayfeld. You seen him trying to like slowly crack, and you know it's gonna hit the fan. You just don't know when. Like he's a ticking time bomb at that point. And also the cherry on top was uh the man, uh, Mando in the background. <laughs> being very quiet and like staring out to the side i'm like he is so socially awkward and i think he and i love that pedro did that because it's you can you know as somebody that's always used to being behind a helmet you're not used to maintaining eye contact yeah so without a helmet plus like you're always having emotions under it yeah and you're trying to hide your emotions most of the time yeah and when you hide your emotions, it's like when you're exposed, you can't, you don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the thing is, so, so he had his helmet off. He's not making eye contact. So he's just awkward and staring up to the side. And I'm like, that is, that is such a subtle thing. And I loved it. Like, it's like, he just, he just, he, he's, he's an antisocial kid that got thrown into a party and he doesn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> i don't belong here i'm just here to yeah do whatever and get <laughs> yeah but uh i, I really w- once mayfeld exploded i really wanted to i wasn't mad at him i was like good mm-hmm. good that, that guy had to come in yeah <laughs> all right I thought, uh ready to move on to chapter 16 yeah let's go ahead and move on to chapter 16 all right the rescue so the mandalorian and his allies attempt a daring rescue uh for grogu so this is a return okay of katie sackoff's bo <coughs> and uh mm-hmm. what's the other chick's name uh, i forgot what her name was finnick uh finnick well finnick finnick was uh is uh is uh ming na wins uh character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, Casca Reeves. There we go. The other Mando. Uh, Bo, 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 Bo's. Uh, oh yeah, friend. she she she's a uh, in real life. She's a WWE superstar. She is Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, Sasha Banks. Oh yeah. Oh, I just looked at the pictures. Oh. oh, okay. That's why she had that crazy move and maneuver in uh, in that episode where uh, they um, they were fighting they were at the yeah they were fighting yeah, yeah that was it. <clears throat> Okay, so this episode alone, man, there's so much fan service in this episode. Uh, like I totally right. nergasm. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, well, let's it was let's start off with how badass that first scene was uh, with uh, the Boba Fett and Mando and everybody attacking the 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 Imperial ship, carrying uh, the uh, the scientist. What his name was? Yeah. Uh, that was pretty freaking out. <laughs> Dr. Badass. Pershing. Awesome. Dr. Pershing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So much misdirection there. Uh, mm-hmm. You can tell like the, at first you think the pilots are just going to give up because they're like, we value our life here. We're not going to fight. Mm-hmm. We have no weapons. Mm-hmm. And you're, you, you're automatically thinking, okay, Dr. Pershing is going to be the one that instigates shit. And nope. Lo and behold, one of the pilots is a total hardcore, lack of a better word, Nazi Imperial officer. <laughs> That that's willing to kill the the doctor to protect himself and to fight off these pirates yeah. and kills his kills his fellow pilot. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> it's funny because the other guy um was like, oh, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys anything, and then he gets killed off. Yeah, the other guy, um, the other guy seems like he was just like, look, I'm just a seasonal temp here. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an Uber driver for for the Empire. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but s- similar to the last episode, this scene with the the that one pilot that was holding uh, Doctor Pershing Pershing Doctor Pershing hostage, just talking smack to Cara Dune, uh, kind of rubbing salt in her wo- in her wounds, uh, seeing you know her home planet destroyed, and the back and forth with you know the the perspectives again, for, kind of lending from our from our the opening uh conversation about you know from a certain point of view it's yeah from from the imperial standpoint uh a bunch of terrorists blew up the their base and killed Mm -hmm. no 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 the for the empire the death star oh yeah that's right a bunch Mm -hmm. of terrorists blew up their base and killed thousands of of fellow imperial officers imperial soldiers uh meanwhile to cara dune the empire destroyed her home planet with all her fan- friends and family on it mm-hmm. uh how satisfying was it when she just blasted him <laughs> like she knew Very she was gonna, <laughs> she knew she was gonna do it she comes saying don't mm-hmm. do it put it down oh. don't do it don't boom <laughs> you see it coming though like it, 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 it he, he was asking for it. he t- totally was dude i'm like mm-hmm. god damn he just running his mouth he doesn't know what's about to happen mm-hmm. all right I thought, yeah so, so Yes, very satisfying. Um, I think the the, the part where um, they're trying to get into that um, uh, Star Destroyer was insane. Uh, I really thought it was going to go a different way, but it totally... Was yeah, pretty so, awesome. so that, that was the plan: is that they were gonna they were gonna use that Imperial car, uh, cargo ship to pretty much make it seem like they were getting chased by Boba Fett's ship, and you know, mm-hmm. taking taking fire, and that they need to make an emergency landing. Uh, but I mean, Moff Gideon was not buying it. He was suspicious right, mm-hmm. right away. And uh, he scrambled TIE fighters and, uh, uh, Bo-Katan had to make a call and just, you know, crash land into the, the, I don't know what they called it, but I'm going to call it launch tube. Launch tube. Okay. Launch tube. Uh, entrance to the. Well, carry? it's an entrance and exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, true. Also, <clears throat> something I've also heard pointed out too is they think that this is a uh, that scene was um, an homage to Katie Sackhoff's previous role in Battlestar, where she's constantly making <laughs> crash landings on the deck, and this was very much a crash landing on a deck. <laughs> it, it probably is an homage <laughs> to that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's the last we see of Boba Fett. He he takes care of the two two Tie Fighters really, really easily and gets the hell out of there, uh, mm-hmm. leaving Mando and his and the squad of women to go rescue mm-hmm. Grogu. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think it was kind of obvious uh, that it was a all girl group thing um, going on there. Uh, do you think uh, that new um, that new show? The um, sorry. Which one? The Rangers? Yeah. Rangers uh, is a all woman cast uh, type of show, too. Or do you think it's going to be? Um... No, because because uh, I think Finnick is going to be more in and that we'll touch about that later. Boba Fett. That Boba Fett uh, book of Boba Fett. And uh, and Bo-Katan is going to be carried on into Mandalorian season three. So mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a one time thing. But mm-hmm. considering these are kind of three different branches that are going to come from the scene, this is kind of reverse of what um, Endgame was trying to do with an homage to all the women, all the superhero women in one scene. This is all the the badass women in the Mando universe in one scene again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a rare moment. Yeah, we we'll probably won't get it as much because people are going to be no. Like, Whoa, this this is this is the last hurrah before mm-hmm. everybody graduates and goes on to call it to different colleges and universities. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, All right. So, 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 uh, so again, they, 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 they killed the stormtroopers very easily. And Marth has been very vocal about how trash these stormtroopers are more than usual. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, next up we go to Mando going to get rid of the, the dark troopers, which going back to Battlestar Galactica, they really gave a Cylon vibes (laughs) with the animation. (laughs) Yeah, uh, um, so uh, it's funny, like uh, when you first see all those dark troopers, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be a really tough fight. And then they start flying out. OK, uh, I was the- I was getting frustrated with uh, the, the dark troopers throughout this whole build up, because I swear it must it must take 30 minutes to boot these things up. Mm-hmm. They were they were they were uh, un- unhooking, booting up. Uh, unlocking easily 20 minutes. I, I was telling him yeah, because these are still on beta. Oh, they're still the beta. <laughs> they're still testing these. Yeah, uh, they're still in beta. Yeah. So, so Mando is not even alpha. <laughs> so Mando, Mando had his hands full with uh, one of them, and uh, there mm-hmm. were. It looked like there was two dozen in that room. That you're like, holy crap, he's gonna have. It. Also, who knew his helmet was that damn strong? He, he oh, Mando's Mando's helmet is that damn strong. Yeah, it's a Beth car. No, I know, but like, Jesus, he was getting smashed into the wall, into a metal wall. <laughs> uh, Beskar or not, that guy should have a concussion and knocked out by that point. <laughs> yeah, it probably has really good cushion in there. Um, yeah, but uh, as <laughs> but as soon as those uh, death uh, dark troopers um, uh, left the ship, first thought in the head, oh yeah, those things can fly. <laughs> well, that was my that was my, that was my thought too. I'm like, they're robots. Like, what is that gonna do? <laughs> like, yeah, and we saw like, we, and we saw them with rocket boots in the previous episode or two episodes before yeah. that, so we knew mm-hmm. they they're not that easy to destroy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't yeah. buying I wasn't buying it. And if it if that was mm-hmm. the end of the dark troopers, I was like, that would have been stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see. I'm trying to think. too. the next scene it was the women taking over the command. The command uh, mm-hmm. that was women taking over command, and then they were trying to find uh, um. Uh, Moff Gideon, but they didn't, and then it turns out that um, he was with Grogu, which where yeah, Mando was finds Grogu, him. yeah, which uh, uh, Mando was trying to uh, trying to get Grogu. They kind of talked it out, and it seems like you know everything's going to be fine. But it turns out that Moff Gideon is trying to kill Mando. Yeah, I I have mm-hmm. a lot of issues with the, this scene, uh, mainly because mm-hmm. he keeps he keeps calling uh, Bo Katan and and Mando savages murders blah 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 meanwhile he tries to he tries to kill a man by stabbing him in the back with a lightsaber if it wasn't for the best car he would have been dead but like come on you can't you can't call somebody a savage and then try to stab him in the back when he's not looking he's yeah. trying to rescue a baby yeah i think they're trying to you know marinate the scene oh, with that because a lot of people don't such a direct uh, a lot of new fans a lot of new fans who are not familiar with uh you know the previous stuff with all these characters I think that's what what they were trying to do with this scene is trying to marinate that type of uh, um, vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, um, I thought the fight scene was pretty cool. Also, Uh, also a a nice little touch to the first step. Second, third episode. Well, early on the season, uh, we see the Beskar spear. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. The one that he was promised. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the the whole time uh, they were fighting, like the first um, 20 seconds, I was like, used Use the spear already. Use yeah. the freaking spear. All he's doing is just dodging. Yeah. And then when he uses it, it's freaking awesome. Uh love that scene. I know. Um the whole fight scene was awesome. All right. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so Gideon gets his ass kicked, uh rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Mando takes mm-hmm. the the saber. This is the other part I have a problem with. 
So they, they mm-hmm. go back to the command, uh, the command center or the, the yeah, it's command, whatever. And the, you know, Gideon is just running his mouth, mocking them, pretty much, you know, referencing what he said earlier about assume that he knows everything. And uh, Mando, I, I guess Gideon was trying to make it seem like Bo Katan was going to try to kill him for the saber and get Mando was like, whatever, here, take it. I don't really care about it. I just want Grogu. And she couldn't take it because it has to be one battle. Yeah. Because uh, remember in uh, Rebels, uh, Sabine had it and she had to fight with um, Bo to give to Bo. I don't remember that fight. I remember she. I remember they fought, but that was separate. And it wasn't until in front of all the clans that Sabine mm-hmm. gave it to her and said, mm-hmm. you know, after all the clans said they already pledged allegiance to Bo, to Bo um, mm-hmm. she accepted the saber, which I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but. Either way, though, that's a nice little odd uh, quinketing uh, they got put they got put them uh, they put themselves into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might add some tension to the next season. So uh, I think that's it. Uh, that's it for the episode, right, Anton? Nothing else happens. Uh, Just uh, the end, season two. Oh man! Uh, so the dark troopers come back. Yes, as we fortune out of. Um, start trying to smash in the <laughs> okay so <laughs> it's a funny little thing so so they, they say seal the blast doors right mm-hmm. and after all all the star wars stuff that we know is is totally make-believe the one thing that that martha had an issue with was blast doors and i told her no that's blast a thing doors. that that is a real thing that there, yeah. there are bases with blast doors in real life that the blaster just means it could withstand a blast like that is a thing that is not a star wars thing <laughs> yeah she goes blast doors <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh dark troopers come back and uh it looks like all all hopes is going to be lost because okay uh, we already saw how crazy pause again uh, amanda was having fight is it me guy. or did it seem like there was more dark troopers coming back than than when we were initially shot out it looked like at least i don't know i didn't it looked like it, it, it looks like it, it looks like yeah. at least like five dozen dark troopers were coming back to the ship <laughs> meanwhile i'd only recall seeing like maybe 20 of them got, got sent out into space yeah um yeah so yeah, we think they're about to get their ass kicked. They're they're getting ready to to start firing as soon as the dark troopers break their way in with a rock'em yeah. sock'em style, just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of like rock'em sock'em. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we see this X-wing that just flies uh, flies by, and my first thought was like, oh my god, you know, is that you know X-wing one the squadron? But then uh, when uh, w- one of the um, this is, members was um, that's that's confirming that it was X-wing. First thought was like, oh man, it's Luke. No, that's that's, that's when Luke. I that's when I was like, I was like, all right, here because I already knew. I'm like, the the, the Jedi is going to save the day at the last second. It, it, mm-hmm. I already knew it was going to happen. I was like, all right, yeah, sure. They're about to fight their way out of all these dark troopers, uh, sure. And then it's an X-wing. At this point, I'm like, I sit up, I'm like X-wing. Any markings? Any any swamp? Like like <laughs> leaves? Any like any like <laughs> what was? Is that an X-Wing? <clears throat> and this, the, you know, the Jedi bust out a mm-hmm. green lightsaber. I was like, I'm like what? <laughs> what? 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 Lightsaber did Luke end up with? Blue or green? Green? I'm pretty sure it was green. green. <laughs> and green. then, and then the, 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 the scene that I felt finally clenched it for me, or I was going to be really pissed off if they did an old switcheroo, was when he was in the storage, um, storage dock area or whatever. And you can see he's pushing, he's forced, he's forced pushing the robots with one hand and his other hand holding the saber is gloved. And I'm like, yeah. Holy shit. It's Luke. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, one handed. Oh, that's Luke. Oh, yeah, dude, uh, that 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 whole scene was marinating us like 
to to the reveal and i love how the the whole scene was uh was building up to it yeah because there's so much tension and uh with that robe on you can't really see what's going on or who's under there uh man oh, the, the way also, that they li- deliver this have you seen so much fan service have you seen the side by side of uh the way luke was wielding his lightsaber compared to that scene in rogue one when darth vader uh, is trying to invade a ship uh i didn't see the side by side i'll send I it i'll send it to you it's exactly okay. the same choreography and i think really? i think that's a reference to you know the father-son thing but the, the thing and this is the thing that pissed me off about comments though is that they were missing the point that they're trying to make connection that they're both skywalkers uh mm-hmm. people were like oh except darth vader was doing it to destroy and kill people and he's evil luke was doing it no. to save people I'm like, it doesn't matter the purpose the point is that the technique <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like nobody's saying that yeah, that true. Luke is is evil or like that or, or that Darth Vader is good. Yeah. It's it's just a technique. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, that I was like, holy crap, that was that was so worth season two. Like right there, I was already happy with season two, but that that peaked it. Uh, you know, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't understand. They're probably not like like hardcore Star Wars fans like we are. Um, you know, like Luke even said it. It's 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 a saying that always uh, pops up here and there. Like, you know, um, who has it? He has it. His father has it. Um, and, it, you know, the force lives inside of him because, you know, all of the the, the um, all of the Jedi's kind of have this uh, um, this force sensitive thing that like that combines them together. As yeah, one like that, that, that heritage um, force heritage yeah, that heritage. Yeah, because eventually it, it just fuels whoever's left as a jedi yeah um and uh you know like of course they they have that same sense of yeah, it just makes sense that way yeah like so for, for other people to say otherwise it doesn't make any sense so you're you're absolutely correct with what you just said yeah um so i i, I sent you the video so you can check it out while i set <laughs> up the next part uh so luke reveals himself and uh it's mark hamill actually doing uh the the acting i think they they probably de-aged him or did some sort of like face swap but that was mark hamill making an appearance and mark hamill has has come out and said it's amazing that they managed to keep this a secret this that you know for over a year um almost a year and dude it, it was just such an awesome reveal um so we see grogu saying bye to mando and this is another another uh a point of of controversy Mando takes off his helmet to say bye to Grogu. I loved it because, you know, we all know how seriously Mando takes his, 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 you know, a, a vow to never take off his helmet. Uh, we, don't, mm. we don't know how much it means to him. He's, I mean, he's, he's almost died and still kept the damn helmet on. Uh, mm-hmm. But for Grogu, who has been his kind of adopted son, he did it because, you know, Grogu wanted to see his face one last time before he left. Uh, I wanted to know as a father, how much this hit you or what your thoughts were on this. Oh man, it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty intense. I was watching it with um, with Julie's uh, siblings here, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, I tried I tried to hold it in <laughs> as much as I could. So, so every tear would just went. So so yesterday went back in. Yesterday, my friend Juliet, she she messaged me. She goes, oh, "So stupid, he took his helmet." I'm like, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, what about the code? What about this?" I'm like, "He did it for for Grogu." Yeah, I still think it's stupid. He should have kept it on. Like the, like what? Like it's it's total panic. Like, and I I did the whole thing. I'm like <clears throat> the Grogu is his. This is the thing that she doesn't understand is that code. No, kind of doesn't really exist anymore. Yes. Yeah. The whole clan thing is kind of like so old, old school. Way, old way of thinking. They're way past that already. Yeah. Even on Mandalore, 
Like the, the that, those type of people are kind of like considered as like outcasted. They're out well, there doing their own well, thing. Well, Bo, Bo Katan kind of a, kind of reinforced that that that's you know not the that the the common uh, belief. And mm-hmm. also, I think mm-hmm. working with Boba Fett, who is not Mandalorian by birth, but he is as strip Mandalorian, is still a warrior. Is still a badass warrior. Mm-hmm. So like you know, worthy of any mm-hmm. Mandalorian. So I think you're right. I think Mando has kind of tweaked his way of thinking, but also. Even even assuming that this is still a big deal to him to take off his helmet, he would only do it for, you know, it makes it more meaningful that he did it for Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Grogu leaves with Luke, uh, which really concerning about uh, hopefully Grogu escapes another slaughter coming in a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I yeah that's that's because I'm like okay cool it's Luke oh shit it's Luke <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so <laughs> that's true um, but I, I can see okay so after watching all of this yeah um, very emotional moment for that um, kind of interesting to see what's gonna happen next um, according to that but. I can see, like, if they did do it like a Grogu spinoff, they can do like an animated series, you mm-hmm. know, and probably have a uh, uh, Luke train Grogu. Yeah, and you know, Grogu's like having his own adventures. Um, yeah, I'd totally be down to watch something like that. I, I, it's, I think Grogu still kind of uh, appeals to the the younger um, kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baby Yoda or Grogu has I, such a big impact, you know, over the year. So, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a Disney XD or whatever show. Yeah, I, I. I want to say that I, I think Grogu is going to be not a permanent student for Luke, mostly mm-hmm. because A, nobody wants Grogu to be around when when uh, when uh, Ben Ben Solo goes crazy. Um, but also because I put it, uh, they, they Luke can't be a recurring character in in Mandalorian. It's it's just mm-hmm. I think it takes away from the specialness of the moment. But if he was, I'm hoping that Sebastian Stan does step in and make an make an appearance again. Uh, make an appearance as Luke uh, or Grogu gets kind of returned to Mando in, in the future or or gets handed off to another Jedi for further training or something. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah, just but either way, though, the appearance of Luke is just it's something that I was not expecting in the series. Yeah, I think what would be crazy is um, if the new Star Wars series is based off of uh, you know characters like Grogu, like a much older version of grogu that is kind of like in the prime a, a teenage of, grogu uh, yeah teenage grogu uh that would be Gro- very grogu's interesting first crush um <laughs> no but i i can see grogu appearing as a side character in other things you know if we do see another um jedi you know story in the start because there's they're starting they're trying to stay away from um another trilogy setup mm-hmm. they really want standalone movies but similar to mm-hmm. how ahsoka you know was original from Clone Wars, but appeared in Rebels as herself, mm-hmm. but a slightly older version for a short time. It'd be interesting to see yeah. see that, or like Bo Katan in Rebels that had later appeared in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, anything else for for episode seven and eight or episode eight? Nope, I'm just excited <clears throat> to see what's going to happen in the future. There's so much um, so much promise here. I mean, we, we, so much fan service has been delivered within this uh, this series alone. Yeah. Um, you know, with Boba Fett uh, being a standalone series, that's something that 
people have been asking for so long. We had a, a bounty hunter game. Well, so that so people are saying that they th- they they think that Disney made the right choice by cancel because originally Boba Fett was going to be a movie, mm-hmm. and then they canceled it. Same thing with Obi Wan too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they, they were going to do that as a movie, but and I think I think Disney more sense as Disney a, seeing the benefit mm-hmm. in st- telling the story in the in the show, and also not only is it feeding their their platform, but it's also a better way, a storytelling mechanism for some of these um, stories that we want more of. We don't want trilogies. We want you know episodes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and th- actually, did you see the <laughs> video I sent you? Yeah, I did. Um, pretty awesome. Right. Um, nice little like very very similar uh, fight style. Yeah, like very nice little Easter egg they threw in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, we, this is so long episode, but it's the last episode of the season for a while. So uh, mm-hmm. let's finish strong here. Let's go to games. All right, really quick, Among Us news. Uh, so Among Us has been a really popular mobile game. Uh, it was announced last week that it is available on a Nintendo Switch for $5. And I think I just heard the other day that it is now going to be available on, I don't know if it is now, but it will be available on Xbox. So they're really expanding out then. I'm hopefully it adds more players. I want them to stabilize. The- it just, I, I want it on uh, the Mac because, I mean, it started on PC yeah. on Steam. Yeah, So uh i just want them to stabilize the game because even though it's uh, the the charm of the game is it's so simple and straightforward i feel the servers are not stable (laughs) yeah it's still very janky that's that's the thing that they kind of addressed when they said um that they wanted to instead of making uh, a sequel they wanted to focus on the the first game itself yeah making it better Yeah. yeah all right tom uh next up is star wars squadron so we mentioned it earlier they bought this game uh, shortly after mm-hmm. finishing Rebels because I wanted to immerse myself more in the Star Wars universe and to try my my hand at a Star Wars game. So Star Wars Squadron is uh, the game where you switch between being a rebel pilot and being an Empire pilot, uh, Empire, yeah, Empire pilot uh, to complete missions. And it's kind of like a back and forth in a, as you're going through the campaign. Um, I barely dipped into the campaign. I just, you know, I did the first mission or two and then went to multiplayer to really test my skill and see um how it is because besides never playing a star wars game i've also haven't played a, a flight simulator until i mean since like xbox 360 with uh ace combat <laughs> yeah ace combat is a really good game yeah uh this mm-hmm. blows ace combat out of the water dude this is uh, oh wow it is that's a lot to say it is ace it, combat is a very highly anticipated game for years ago, yeah, um, it's it's highly yeah. praised. That you, even even when Xbox One came out, Ace Combat was still uh, highly praised for 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it's so much customization you can do to your ship besides just skins, which there is some skin variability there. Even for like an X Wing, you can get the Dagobah uh, like swamp <laughs> swamp veins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, vines uh but also you can customize your character very well which like okay cool uh you can add little interior decorations you can have a little like you know not fuzzy dice but you know little charms to your cockpit but yeah. uh customize your weapons that is something that you see like in ace combat but you also get to customize uh the how to put it the engine the engine is a big part you get to customize and and the one thing you want to really master in this game is your energy usage uh, think of it as your ship has one battery and you really have to either balance out between your shields, engines, and or shields, acceleration, and weapons, mm-hmm. or prioritize one over the other. And it is so fun, but it is so frustrating where I'm like, okay, energy to, uh, I'm, I'm diverting all energy to weapons and then somebody gets on my ass and I'm trying to accelerate out of there and I'm like, this is my top speed. Oh, crap. <laughs> 
it it's so fun dude it's such a like little detail um and one thing i want to give credit to is they know how to get your heartbeat racing because there are repair droids that can attach to your ship that is like one of the perks Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know if you take damage you can deploy the 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 repair droid and it'll it'll fix up your ship a bit even though that it's fixing the health of your ship your windshield is still damaged your your cockpit might still be smoking it's something that like the more damage you take no matter how much you repair it and you get you start getting shot at it really makes you nervous <laughs> wow so because i mean you watching so many star wars stuff in the past especially with tie fighters yeah. and x-wings and y-wings whatever um yeah you see a lot of damage yeah. and you, you you can imagine like you know there's so many uh pilots being expended mm-hmm. and <laughs> you being put into the middle of it you you feel the pressure yeah uh it, it's so much fun dude and the fact that you can it, it's your zero gravity uh it, it takes some getting used to you know i'm I, you mm-hmm. know me I, i'm more used to uh first person shooters or i mean I, I guess i guess um overwatch is is in first person shooter still uh but you know having to work in three dimensions it's it takes some getting used to and and i i finally got the routine down i'm not thinking about the controls as much i'm just going with the flow and actually mm-hmm. flying uh my brother came over yesterday and watched me fly and i apologize i'm like uh just let you know i don't know why i'm getting why i'm not getting motion sickness so i don't blame you if you get motion sickness watching me watching my screen because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of twisting yeah. it's a lot of twisting churning things flying across my screen uh yeah, you're, you're flying z axis yeah x axis and y axis so it's a lot of yeah the, movement going on yeah different shooting yeah. stuff like that um, how was I say? Oh, there, there's so of course there's dog fights, which is kind of like a uh, you know death match, but would be in the first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your more strategic one, there is something called fleet battles, and it is pretty much a uh rebel team versus an imperial team uh rebels have their star destroyer, rebels have their 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 main home ship or whatever I don't know what they called it. Um, and then two each each side has two freighters, like these two like gunships. Mm-hmm. And this starts off with both sides start off equal and both sides also deploy a, a, this little like, I guess like a mini gunship, a smaller ship. Think is think is similar to the ship that uh the Princess Leia had in A New Hope in that initial scene. Like that size ship that, you know, they go off shooting each other. Both sides are trying to eliminate and whoever wins that initial like match, uh, the game shifts. So if, if, the, if I'm the rebels and we win that initial fight, the fight shifts closer to us attacking the Empire's gunships. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's kind of like a, 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 a tug of war. It's back and forth. Like if if yeah. the, the Empire manages to to fight to kill us off and you know to defend their their ships, then all of a sudden they deploy a gunship and then they they're attacking our gunships and it's a back and forth. They try. It's kind of like a, a mixture of um of territories and King of the Hill kind of thing. Wow, but on a bigger scale, but on a huge how, scale. How many how many players in a multiplayer match uh, that you've tried? Uh, five each. Uh, but one thing that I like five too each. is that they also deploy AI ships really mm-hmm. they they do nothing except just add to the chaos of the combat mm-hmm. um nothing like me trying to trying to take out a, a an enemy tie fighter and then a, a squadron of other tie fighters just freaking bump me mid mid flight 
and yeah, their 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 flight the AI is like uh trash for flying, so they're easy to take out. They have like almost no health, but they're just more annoying. Uh but mm-hmm. it's it's still fun. I need I, I need to knock out the campaign still. I really just want to get into the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh but I dude, I, I'm hooked. I really thought I was gonna regret this purchase, but I'm 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 so into this. I, I wish I had a PS a PlayStation with the VR headset so I can do it that way. Oh man, uh, is this game in VR on uh... on PlayStation? Yeah, the, the, yeah. The 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 PlayStation version does have a V is VR enabled. Hmm. <laughs> I'm curious if uh, Oculus has it. Hmm. I'm I wouldn't doubt that they did, or at least have a connection to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's Star Wars Squadrons. Cool. All right, Anton. Uh, if people want to keep us our squadron going, how can I do that? Uh, they can go to our website at www.the2c.com and uh, maybe you go to our shop and buy a sticker, t-shirt, or maybe a hat. Um, and it gives us a little kickback if there is something bought or purchased from Amazon from any of our links on social media or maybe on our show notes. Uh, so it's always a good thing to give us some kickback on there. Um, but look forward to next year. We're going to have a new store um, with a lot more stuff. Uh, a little teaser here. Um, there's just a bigger selection. Maybe you can get a 2OC mug. I don't know. But we'll see next year. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, check out the latest posts where, you know, any news we come out while we're off or, you know, just funny memes we find. And also, if you see any links for products that we list, uh, it's a good way to support us because you get an awesome discount on a product that you've already wanted to buy and uh, no additional cost that supports us. Uh, okay. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the 2OC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from and you can use it on your iPhone, Android, or any other thing that has uh, Audible on there. Okay, so it looks like I have a credit that's expiring in 12 days. I need to use it for <laughs> something. Uh, but uh, Obama's book recently came out. I'm looking forward to uh, reading that um, in Audible. I was going to buy it, but I was like, mm, I'm just going to Audible it. And I think uh, I think he reads the whole thing. Um, let me see here. Yep, narrated by Barack Obama himself. So kind of excited to see all of the the things that he went through so so i mean since we talked about star wars too uh i mean star wars the high republic that's on audible starting on january 5th uh also the book i i sent you it has an audio version uh from a certain point of view star yeah. wars uh 15 hours of content so that's, i thought this would be a short book but probably gonna be a long ass book uh good luck with that one Anton. Uh, yeah so the thing is that I started reading a little bit of it and damn, it's so crazy because like, I don't know where to start mm-hmm. because while I'm reading, after I'm done reading with what, whatever is on the page, I'm like, do I read the notes that are on the side of the pages or do I read the the whole part itself? Cause like it's two things happening at the same time, you know, like yeah. they're, they're like two people are talking to each other. Like there's one person talking and then uh, the other person's replying, but they're, sometimes they don't even talk about what's what's on the page. Oh, wait, wait, wait! You're talking about uh, uh the one I sent you. Um, S. Uh, S. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was, I, originally, yeah. I was talking about uh, uh the one I sent you from from a certain point of view. Oh, okay. The one I, the one yeah, I sent for sorry. Christmas. I was like, wait, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I, yeah, yeah. reference. Go was it last episode? I think last mm-hmm. episode. Was, uh, oh t- no, I was, dang! It was like three episodes ago uh, for yeah, your birthday. Three episodes ago. This is my birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With uh, J.J. Abrams' book, S. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay, so I think that's it. I'm trying to think if there's any recommendations. Oh, and we also talked about uh, The Witcher, uh, The Last Wish. So that's another recommendation there for Audible. Okay, so when are you going to be watching the series itself? Um, after you read the books? After I finish the book, uh, I'm going to talk to Martha, see if she wants to read the book. I, I, She's also not into fantasy, but I showed her mm-hmm. like some of the snippets uh, from the book and... And I'm kind of curious to see if she would even be interested. So maybe if she's not interested, we'll just start the show um, okay. and we'll see how we we'll go from there. Because, yeah, they're, they're already working on season two, right? <clears throat> yeah, but they're at a halt right now because uh, Superman himself is uh, injured. Mm. So he I think he's he's building PCs. He, his- he upgraded his, <laughs> the PC he built during the summer. He upgraded it again. <laughs> yeah, he upgraded to uh, 3080. Yeah. <laughs> RTX. Um, he's such a freaking nerd. Yeah, but I mean, he has nothing else to do. He's uh, he's trying to recover from his injury. So. Ah, sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> All right, that's on. Uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. All right, for the two OC, I'm Alan Flores, and I'm Antoine Duong. Yeah. See you guys. Happy holidays, guys. I can stop it. Thank you.